hello there. That you're wondering what you're listening to. No, you're not. How else did you get here? It's slow your roll. You know what you're listening to. So I, over here, I'm Jesse Caulfield, writer for the Yaku Report. That, over there, is Dominic Lorenzano. It is Tuesday, January 24th. This time we're going to slow our roll once again. And mm-hmm. we got a, uh, this one's pretty packed tight. You know, uh, yeah, we got a lot to cover today. Despite the fact that the NFL is winding down and there are technically less games, less teams, less people to talk about, the the news goes up. You know, mm-hmm. the stakes are higher. Yes. The, the Bills and their debacle, <laughs> whatever you want to call that. Obviously, that was rough. Yes. <laughs> obviously, you know, the, the Dallas 49ers game, the Jaguars Chiefs game, uh, the other one, the, mm-hmm. the Eagles game. Yeah. Let's just call it that. We're gonna have actually. We're gonna have some baseball too. A little socks talk here today. Mm-hmm. The Patriots did a thing. Yeah, we're probably changing the Pat segment a little bit. We're probably not gonna talk too much about the rumor. We're probably now just gonna talk about like O'Brien and then. Also, I'll, I'll still mention it a little bit. Oh like, yeah, what it could it. mean for Mac and go, all that go for stuff. It. But also, you know, preview in the next round. We mm-hmm. gotta do that. Mm-hmm. But with that, let's kick it off. Yeah. All right. So. I'm going to start with Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Now, Dak was unimpressive in the Niners game. And now everyone in the media is like, oh, Dallas has got to move on. Dallas has got to move on from Dak. He's holding them back. And I sit here and I laugh. What are you going to move on to, guys? You're going to be the Colts who got mad at Carson Wentz, got rid of him, and then there was no backup plan. They, The Dallas Cowboys are the Minnesota Vikings now for the last three years. They're stuck. Mm -hmm. They're trapped. Dak is a $49 million cap hit. Zeke is a $16.7 million cap hit next year. Uh, They already lost a bunch of players last year. So last year they lost Randy Grevery, McGovern on the O-line, Cedric Wilson, and Amari Cooper, along with some others as well. Go look at Dak's numbers before Amari Cooper, kind of average, and now this next season, the first year without Amari Cooper... Not a good season for Dak. But they're going to need the draft picks because they're paying $49 million to Dak and sixteen million to Zeke. So you can't just trade away a bunch of draft picks to get another quarterback. How much is there really on the market? Is Derek Carr that much of an upgrade over Dak that it's worth just eating all that dead money and giving up draft picks? I don't think so. So Dallas, you made a mistake when you paid Dak this money. And now you're trapped. The only thing Dallas can do now at this point, in my opinion, is you go forward and you draft a quarterback third, fourth round, maybe every year for the next couple of years and hope you hit lightning in a bottle. That's about all you can do. I know Cooper Rush won some games during the regular season, but the minute they played Philly, he was kind of overmatched. And, you know, for what you want to say about Dak, Dak put up a lot more points than Cooper Rush did against the Eagles. So... I don't think trading Dak and just going with Cooper Rush is really a legitimate option. So, give the Minnesota Vikings, Dallas. And, you know, Dak is not good. Dak is the problem. Dak was 23 of 37 for 206 yards, one touchdown, two picks. They were 5 of 15 on third down. And as I mentioned, people always had great seasons. He's been great in this and great in that. He hasn't had a lot of great playoff moments. And as I mentioned... Pre-Amari Cooper, not that great. Post-Amari Cooper, not that great. I mean, you can't have everything in the NFL. You can't have the O-line always be perfect. The O-line's been out of this world most of Dak's career. The the minute they don't have Tyrone Smith, his numbers go way down as well. Also, next year, guess what? 
Tony Pollard, he's a free agent. Dalton Schultz, he's a free agent. I know there's about three, four more guys on the defense that are free agents as well. So you're going to lose even more offensive weapons. And once again, like I said, $49 million cap it for Dak, 16.7 for Zeke. You need the draft picks because you're not going to have the money to spend in free agency. So everyone in the media right now, you're not wrong that Dallas needs another quarterback, but you're wrong that they can do anything about it. They're the Vikings. They're trapped. I don't know if I agree with all this. Now, okay. I, I've said for a while, like, I mean, especially since the contract. Like, Didn't we both call Dak the most overpaid quarterback in the league, though, at the beginning of the year? Uh, I don't know if I was near said, the beginning. I don't know if I said particularly that, but I, I've definitely said, like, he's overpaid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've gone back and forth about, like, oh, you know, maybe he is a top 10. Like, I would put him at, like, the 10, usually, mm-hmm. but, like, uh, in the conversation. And I feel it we- weird to say all this the game after he had maybe the best game of his career. Yeah. Against the Bucs. And I, yeah, he, he was bad. But I feel like. But the, it's also the season he had, though. Like, he was not good this year. Did he lead the league in picks? I think he might have. I thought Josh Allen did. Josh Allen was, I think, tied for it. Maybe. But Maybe. Dak was right up there, too. He he definitely had a down year. I, I, I wonder, and now I will say this in defense of the Cowboys, which is not really comes out of my mouth. Despite the fact that they should have got worse this year, they got better. Yeah, so maybe that'll happen again. I mean, the def- the defense did. I think I don't think the offense did. When they, you know, ah, it's kind of mixed. I mean, because- they brought in T.Y. Hilton because they knew they were kind of desperate for a wide receiver. Yes, and I I think C.D. Lamb is a, I think he's a uh, an average one. Oh, I think he's a he's a he's a low end to average one. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's fine. It's just like, what's Michael Gallup? Is he what a three at best? Really? Uh, I would say a four now. Okay. Dalton Schultz is a good tight end, but he's just a tight end. Yeah, no. To me, there's only CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz in the pass so game. I find it hard to put it all at Dak's feet. Mm. Um, you know, I don't Well, think- okay, but but if I'm paying you $35 plus million, then I expect you to be able to overcome. Well, Jerry was an idiot to give him that in the first okay. place. Okay. And he was... I, I didn't ever expect him... Here's the thing. I don't think Dak's really... Especially in this age, I don't think Dak's really the guy to ever lead you to a Super Bowl. No, I, he's not. I, I know with like, you know, Jimmy G's been there. But when you throw in of, the money and then all the picks and stuff, to me, he's holding them back now. A little bit, yeah. But okay. that's kind of, it's a little of the age we live in. With yeah. like quarterbacks making so much money, like Kyler Murray, I don't know exactly what his year th- thing is, but like that's going to hold the um, Cardinals oh. back. If the Ravens really do it, that's going to hold, mm-hmm. uh, pay Lamar, that's going to hold them back. So this is, it's kind of just, this is the world we live in is what you got to deal with. And I mean, if you're going to, Jerry was kind of the trendsetter with that. And like, this is your bed. You got to, mm-hmm. you got to live with it. Yeah. And like, I mean, I guess if it goes all terrible next year, you play Cooper Rush. And then you, you I guess you, you suck for a year or two and you fire McCarthy, uh, which he said, uh, Jerry said his job's safe, by the way. I, mean, I thought McCarthy's done a good job. Uh, that game was bad, especially they were the out. Ta- they were out talented. Listen, yes. the final play, I guess, I know, but like it's I, also a final desperate play. Anyway, like, I think is it final, really going to work anyway? I think the final five minutes were not handled very well. Nah, probably could have been handled better. But I, I mean, maybe not fireworthy because I, I think he was fine all year, just staying out of the way. I mean, I think you'd have but, a better argument if they had played that game at home and they were the second seed, but they're not. They played the second seed in their building. I mean, you're supposed to lose that game. Not if it's in your building. 
Oh, you no, mean, oh. no, I meant if it was roles reversed. Let's yeah, say okay. Dallas was the second seed and it was in Dallas. Okay. Maybe that's a different conversation. Yeah. But you were supposed to lose that game. Yes. Yeah. I'm actually surprised it was as close as it was. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be worse. Yeah. But I just, I have a problem putting this all at Dak's feet. I have a problem saying, like, you can't, I don't think he'll ever lead you anywhere. But if, like, Jimmy G can go to a Super Bowl, I, I don't see why Dak can't. Well, but Jimmy G wasn't getting paid. Sure. $40 million. But again, it goes back to people leave Amari Cooper and whatnot, yet they get better. Mm. And, that, no, the defense did. Dak did not. And, you know, maybe Dan Quinn will be like, I like the Cowboys. I don't want a head coaching job. Maybe. But do you at least agree with my thing with everyone in the media now? Like, oh, you got to move on from Dak. And I'm like, I don't think that's I don't matters. Think I don't think you should. I mean, going to move on too? I, I don't need, well, that's my point too, is... is Maybe you should, maybe you shouldn't, but to me, it's a moot point because I don't think they can move on to anyone. Because like I said, you're paying all this money to these two guys. You're probably going to lose Pollard and Schultz. So you need the draft picks. You can't go spend a bunch of draft picks to go bring in Lamar. You're going to have no money and no players. Like they need their draft picks. How do we know they're going to lose them all? Like, come on, like Schultz can't be that expensive. Maybe they keep Schultz. I highly doubt they keep Pollard and Schultz though. $49 million cap hit, 16.7 for Zeke. I don't see it. How much time does Zeke have left? Uh, and it doesn't matter, but this is for next year's cap hit, not this year. Next year. Yeah, but like if you can cut Zeke, Tony. The, Tony. It's, no, the dead cap hit is 16.7. Oh, so if they cut him, that'd be? It's 16.7. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so no, they're trapped. They're completely stuck. <laughs> mm. Do we know how much money they're going to have this offseason? Uh, $1.8 million in cap space. 1.8? Yes. That's it. One million? Yeah. Almost two million. Yes. That's it. Yes. <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> I told you. They're stuck, dude. How do you have no money? Because you paid everyone. Did you see this? The Dallas Cowboys literally posted this article. Apparently they hate they him, too. Oh, man. Like, you can't post that. So the title of the article, Dak Prescott gave away the ball twice in the narrow loss to the 49ers in a matchup. The Cowboys had a chance to win if they didn't generate self-inflicted wounds. I mean, again, I don't think he had a good game. He very much... I don't know if he gave the game away per se because it was close. Oh, actually, you know what? That's oh. why he gave it. Yeah, away. I was about to say, that kind of was the game, though, because they turned the ball over twice. Yeah. But, like, you can't post that. I don't think so either. That's, Social media people, you got running that. Yeah, no, that's, that's, you can't do that. Listen, but if, yeah, so, like, if now that I just told you the situation, 1.8 million in cap space next year. That's hilarious. Like, what the hell? Everyone in the media, what do you think they're going to do? They can't do anything. Um, do you think they'll shop him at least? Dak? So, I mean, someone will buy. So, there's always someone to buy. Listen, something. this isn't about. Someone won't pay for Dak. Someone will eventually pay for Dak. Someone will want him. I know that. The problem is, once you do that, what the hell's the next option? Unless you want to just tank on the season, I don't see any options out here. Yeah. You should do that. (laughs) Maybe, but uh, Dallas won't be happy about Jones ain't getting any younger. And there is some talent on this roster to just want to just punt this season away, especially Uh, on the defensive side. Yeah, but <sighs> I think you just gotta just gotta run it back, man. That's that's I don't think there's options here. Okay, but you know you're going to get worse and 
you weren't yeah, you good hope, enough. You hope that you hit on draft picks. When you hope everyone else gets worse too. I mean, listen, you maybe you're I'm sure next season they'll cut a few people and move some things around and they'll go from one point eight to, you know, like three. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. So I have some good practice squad players there. Yeah, exactly. Oh man. Yeah. That's like hilarious. I know. Like that's no space and at all. I understand in the NFL, like you can play all these these wild games are like, oh, let's just move all your money to five years down the line and we'll technically pay you nothing this year and we can free up a whole bunch of cap. But you got to have all these people willing to play ball and just the culture they have there and based on how, heck, even Micah Parsons is like, it's Dak's fault. I know. It's like, that doesn't sound like a guy who wants to play ball no. at all. He's like, I'll just take my money. I mean, that's the thing. You're going to have to go to Dak and try and re- renegotiate to push some of this money down the line. But even then, $1.8 million in cap space. Like, I, I don't see you being able to finagle anything enough that you're going to have a significant amount of room to drastically change what you're going to do. Do you think anyone would trade for Zeke? No. You think a tanking team would trade for Zeke? No, I don't think so. I, 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 I can't see it. <laughs> All right. Are we good? Uh, sure. All right. Rapid fire news. Rapid fire news. All right. It's been, I mean, other than football, which we're going to talk about later, so I left that out. It's been uneventful. Yeah. So let's start. Let's start with hockey. Same old, same old. Bruins went four and zero since we were last here. They beat the Flyers, Islanders, Rangers, and Sharks. Outscored them seventeen to two in those four games. It just keeps moving along. <laughs> it's, it's, it is what it is. By the by, the way, they lost Thomas Nosek in that time. Didn't miss a beat. It's like it's whatever. He'll miss about three weeks with a lower body injury. And the training staff continues to be out of this world as Jake DeBrusque is somehow skating as of yesterday, mm. which is insane. He might be back before the All-Star break. Damn. Yeah. This this training staff's out of this world. It's, they're brewing voodoo magic. It's, yeah, it's got to be. It's gotten to the point now, though, it, it's Stanley Cup or bust. Yeah, it's almost scaring me. Like, I almost would rather, like, oh, just get all injured. Like, you're going to yeah. disappoint me. Because it's like, you can't you can't keep this up, right? And yeah, <laughs> here we are. All right. Let's, Celtics. They went 3-1 and one since we were last here. Mm-hmm. They beat the Hornets. They beat the Warriors in a pretty thrilling game. Yep. And they beat the Raptors. Then they lost to the Magic last night, but whatever. Let's keep with sort of Celtics news. This happened a little bit ago, but I wanted to like confirm, confirm before I brought it up. My man, mm-hmm. Enos Cantor Freedom, I don't know if you heard, there's a $500,000 bounty on his head. No way. That turkey put on his head. Uh, again, I left that out because I didn't know if it was true. I got to confirm this week. There's a real bounty on his head. Turkey put a $500,000 bounty on Mr. Freedom's head. Damn. So protect him, people. Protect him. Also, let's go to football. So a report came out this week. This is how slow the other news is this week. A report came out this week saying the reason Josh McDaniels didn't take the Indianapolis job mm-hmm. was because his wife thought Jim Irsay was a weird dude. Mm. And... He seems to be a weird dude. Yeah. And I, I mean, you know. And you know, I got to say, at the end of the day, you know, Josh's wife probably was right. Yeah. Because how much longer was luck there after that? Not long. And how's it been since? Uh, you know, Frank Reich had some okay years. He did, he, he but, he still got, but he still got fired. He tried his hardest. Not only fired, I, I will go to my grave saying sabotage. Like, I think he made him play Sam Ellinger because he wanted to fire him. Yes, but... <laughs> To be honest, we thought they should have won the division going into this season. Yeah. So Frank Reich, I think, did a good job. It just, it all fell apart. But it was also Ursay who made them trade Wentz. Which, oh, say what you Say what you want about Carson. I think Carson was probably better than Matt Ryan. 
Uh, yeah, but I don't really. What does he win you a game or two? Maybe. Assuming he even stays healthy. Yeah. So, all right, to round out rapid fire news and to take us into our Patriots talk, we have an OC. I have mixed feelings about him. Mm-hmm. It's it's Bill O'Brien. Yes. So let's get into the Bill squared. Uh, yeah. So I, this signs away mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Basically, I mean, it doesn't confirm it, but like D-Hop, it's pretty well known he doesn't like him. Mm-hmm. However, maybe good news for Mac. And the, we were going to talk about that rumor about, you know, Mac Jones going behind Bill's back. Trying to maybe talk to some people, like, help us, help me, help the Patriots, help our offense yeah. during the season. And I buy that mm-hmm. because, like, I've, we've all been in a desperate situation. We've all done desperate things. We're like, this is worthless. I'm going to throw a Hail Mary to some rando. Mm-hmm. I don't really necessarily buy that he was benched for it mm. because it would have been the Chicago game. And, yeah, you got taken out of the game. And usually Bill's M.O., if you're going to bench someone, you bench for the start of the game type of thing. So I don't really know about all of that. Mm-hmm. But. It's clear that there is some, maybe not animosity is the best word, but there is tension between Mac and Bill. Mm -hmm. So I wonder when Bill is looking for his OC, is he looking for a guy to help Mac? Is he just looking for anyone who doesn't work on the defensive side of the ball? Mm -hmm. Is he looking for a familiar face, his typical nepotism? I don't, I'm not really sure. But I am happy for Mac here. Yes. Because of, you know, the Alabama connection. They know each other. Bill O'Brien is, you know, maybe a hothead, maybe too full of himself, maybe a little too sure of himself. But he's he's all right. He's decent. Well, yeah. So this is, to me, this is a safe move. Yes. You know it shouldn't bomb. But I doubt it. It depends on how much power he gets. But I also feel like there's a ceiling with O'Brien. And I also just feel like the Pats... I feel like the Pats needed to go out of the building. They needed to shake it up. They needed maybe a younger guy and someone to just, I don't know, just get them more up to speed to what the NFL is right now. But Bill is the safe option, and I'm sure it's going to work to an extent. Sure. I can't fail. Is well, it, it can fail, but it can't be any worse than what it yeah, was. I, it could fail... I don't know if Bill is going to be able to save Mac, but I'm sure he'll get better production out of Mac than we what we saw last year. But I just, again, it's still the same, just Bill Belichick wanting to be comfortable and Bill Belichick just staying in the family. Like, I feel like they got to step outside the organization at least a little bit. I'm trying not to be too pessimistic because at the end of the day, it's better. It's a lot better than what we had last year, but I just, ugh. Oh, I wanted them to change it up a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, what annoyed me is, so they had, what was that, just three interviews? Yeah. Was it Kaylee? Which actually, the more I found out, the tight end coach, the more I actually really wanted it to be him. Mm-hmm. But sure, I do understand just like, Bill, go find someone, go reach out. Yeah. I wish you, go meet new people, maybe. Yes. Um, But even like the, I didn't want the wide receivers coach from um. Why not? I kind of wanted Vikings. him. It's, listen, I think... Justin Jefferson can make him look maybe better than he is the coach and even that team better than he is. Uh, he, I mean, if you go back and look at, he spent some time here back in the day and he like got the best out of, I think it was like Jabbar Gaffney and like I guys like that. So I don't know. I thought, I thought his resume looked pretty good. Mm. I, I had mixed feelings. It, a lot of that was based on like, oh, I didn't like a lot of what the Vikings did on offense this year. Mm. And maybe that's a sour taste in my mouth. But I, I was just, 
I was kind of hoping there would be a fourth interview somewhere, mm. a, a, a secret like mm. candidate type of thing. Because I'll be satisfied with Bill O'Brien because, I mean, if this doesn't work for Mac, like, all right, mm-hmm. Mac ain't it. Mm-hmm. He's just not, I don't want to say not a NFL QB. I think he's he not be, a franchise quarterback. Sure. Yes. He's not a franchise quarterback. And, you know, if he can just get the best out of him, prove he's like Kirk Cousins, I guess. I, li- I would love better than that because I'm not the biggest fan of Kirk. You like him better than me. Mm-hmm. But, you know. This can only be good because we'll either get better, we'll be better, maybe even make a playoff run, maybe even go for that division. Let's see what the Bills do this offseason. It, mm. it might be big for them. Or we'll just find out Mac ain't it, Bill can't hack it, Bill squared. Um, mm-hmm. And you know what? Maybe we just need to tear this offense down and move on. Or, you know, maybe, maybe Bill needs to get in a guy to find offensive talent. At the very <laughs> least, that. We'll, mm. we'll find out a lot this season with Bill O'Brien. Yeah. And I will say this. Uh, I don't make much of it. We were going to maybe talk about it. That McCordy comment of, mm-hmm. oh, if Tom comes back, I'll come back. <laughs> if Bill is here, Bill O'Brien, mm. maybe that's maybe Tom will be more willing to come back here. Uh, I think you're still dreaming. A little bit, but like that. Listen, it went from Tom, one, no, Tom. No, 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 it went from one percent to two percent. Okay, fine. But Brady, <laughs> Brady knows what he is at this point, and he's a guy that needs to be carried. Yeah, he's a he's a bachelor. Yeah, he can't carry a roster. So there's not enough here on the offensive side that can carry Tom. I mean, I think this offense is better than people give it credit for. With the with the this is why I've one. never this is why I never thought Vegas was the best fit. I just thought it was going to be where he'd go because of Josh. Do you think Devontae Parker could be our number one? Because he thinks he can be our number one. I mean, I think he could be our number one. I don't think he is a right. number one. Well, there was, I don't remember who said it. There was a report that came out and said, Some, they need a number one wideout for Mac. That's yes, they, they do. Sure. But I mean, go look. look, look well, let's think of it. So Joe Burrow pops when he gets Jamar Chase. Jalen Hurts pops this year. He gets A.J. Brown. Kyler Murray, when he popped, he got DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, we do have a. A, a clear, you know, precedent here. Yes. However, it never really been the Patriots mm. style of offense to be poppy like that. Uh, no, definitely not. So I, there's one mm. argument against that. However, Devontae Parker, at times when he was healthy, mm. looked really good. Mm. A Not that superstar number one, but a decent, a number one. Okay. All right. Now, kind of that, uh, I don't want to go CeeDee Lamb. I think he's one. lower than CD one, but yeah. like you know that average number one talent. That like, yeah. I, I would say low end. Sure, that's fine, but like very low end. The man thinks he can do it. Okay, maybe he can, maybe he can't. I don't know. And he was for Miami when he was a younger man and a healthier man. <laughs> but I'm saying I saw some talent there. I know I did too. I when just he, when uh, he tried, when he cared. I just think you're you're overdoing it a little bit. I think he's a I think he's an average two. Well, what do you bring in at this point? Oh, no, there's nothing. D hops, John. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I don't think they can bring in anything. The wide receiver market this year is not. You think they draft again? Non-existent. The draft ain't even as good this year for wide receivers. I know that either. So, and like, they seem to just hit, though. I mean, just New England and drafting, just wide receivers. I mean, it just doesn't work. Okay, here's another rumor. Hmm. Do we bring in Aaron Rodgers? No. No? No. Aaron doesn't want to come here. You don't think he wants to come here? I don't think so. Why? You don't think he want to work with Bill? I don't think so. 
I mean, I think Devontae Parker, born... I think if Rodgers goes anywhere, he goes to Mike Vrabel and the Titans. They can't afford that. Uh, I looked it up. Tannehill is a cap hit of like 30-something million, but actually he's not a dead cap hit. So actually if they cut him, it's like less than half. Mm, still. Or trade him. I, I don't... Listen, I don't uh, think Aaron's going to move. Who's going to take Tannehill? Listen, that's why everybody else has talked so much about Rodgers, and we haven't. Because I said this offseason is going to be the same as every offseason. We're going to hear a lot of smoke, a lot of, a lot of crying, a lot of bitching, and he's not going to go anywhere. I feel that. Heck, I even think there's more likely he'll retire than play anyone or else play anywhere else this offseason. I think we'd see Lamar Jackson here before we'd see Aaron Rodgers. <sighs> Did you hear we're apparently the favorite to get Lamar? Yeah, I heard that. Why? I don't want him. I don't want him at all. I'd rather Aaron Rodgers. I'd rather cancer. I would too. Because that cancer <laughs> throw the ball. <laughs> I know. I, I don't want Lamar. But And that here's the thing. That's Bill's favorite quarterback. Aaron? Yeah. No, I know. And like, come on. I, he'll be beha- he'll behave for one year. I'm sure he would. And then be cancer again. Yeah, no, I'm I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would he would be a nice way for him to prove something. So I'm sure he'd get redialed you, in, refocused. Would you be happy with that? Yeah. If we got Aaron Rodgers, I'd be happy. And that, like, I don't want to, not guarantees, but like, guarantees almost a playoff spot. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I'd be happy if we got Aaron Rodgers. I just don't think we're going to. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think he's leaving Green Bay. No, I don't think so either. No, I think he likes all the power that he has there. But there's so many Patriots rumors. No, Everyone I thinks that seems the Patriots are going to do something big this offseason. I know. But then we got Bill O'Brien, and I'm like, no, we're not. I don't think we're going to do anything big. No, I, think we, Ma- I think Max, the quarterback next year, Bill O'Brien runs the offense. It looks like Josh McDaniels' offense. Not Matt Patricia's, at least though, so it's okay. But yeah, I don't, I don't think there's anything huge that's going to go go on. The, the the media thinks it will though. I know they do. I don't see it. I thought the biggest thing that could have happened was DeAndre Hopkins, and now that Bill O'Brien's here, that's not going to happen. No, no. I mean, you know, maybe there'll be some a lot of money spent in free agency. He's got we got money, so yeah, that's we got, true. We got some Robert Kraft money. Just, like I said, the the free agent class for wide receivers is kind of. Well, it's not just that. I feel like the you could have started at least trying to make big moves by not by ending the nepotism with your coaching hires. Yeah. But I feel like Bill O'Brien is like we're going to be typical Patriots, standard, I, low radar type moves. I mean, I think if they spend money, it's going to be on things like the O line. Yeah, no, I can see. That. Like I was thinking about that this morning. I'm like, where the hell do you spend any money? You don't really need to spend money on the defense. Maybe you buy a I, new punter I, and a I, kicker. I would, I would like another pass rusher, so it's not just Judon. But Uche doesn't Uche isn't Uche going to have to get paid though? We might. Yeah, I think Uche might have just earned some money. Yeah, I think Uche has to get paid actually this year. So, all right, Bill can draft that. Moving on, before we take a break, we'll go over our first of the playoff games. I'm not even going to go over the game itself. I don't because, like, we'll talk about that later when we talk about their next matchup. I want to talk Sean McDermott and the Bills. What was that, Buffalo? <laughs> that was bad. And this is from someone who was out on you back. No, I, I looked at the date, looked at the show. It was November 14th. So I've been out on them for a while. But, you know... I'm not saying McDermott's a bad coach. I'm not saying he's incompetent. He's 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 fine. He's fine. But they clearly are not as good without Dable. And I wonder, because it looked like Zach Taylor down three off, well, no, down two offensive linemen because Ted Karras did come back. Um, I mean, just completely outcoached him and outworked him. And I would say Mike McDaniels at times this year looked like he outworked and outcoached Sean McDermott as well. 
I have questions if McDermott's the one who can actually get you over the top. And this is not calling for his job. There's not enough out there to do that. There's only one name, and I'd give him a call. I'd kick the tires on it at least. Buffalo, I think you got to call Sean Payton. You just, you got to give him a call and see. Now, Sean wants to be on the West Coast. I know that. So he might not want to do this. But maybe if you're like, listen, you get Josh Allen. Come on, dude. You get Josh Allen. Maybe you can get him to come here. So the only way I'm firing McDermott is if I get Sean Payton. But I think Buffalo, make a call. Because that was bad. And that's the second or third time this year I thought he got outcoached by an offensive coach. Mm. And they clearly missed Dable. And the, the trend in the league is offense. I mean, all the coaches left now are on offense. Last round, the only defensive coach was Sean McDermott. And he got outcoached and worked by Zach Taylor. So, Buffalo, I think you've got to make a call. I mean, 172 rushing yards for Cincy, 63 for Buffalo. Six yards per play for Cincy, six of 10 on third down, and 30 first downs. The Bills, on the other hand, 18 first downs, only one sack. How many years is it going to be that that we're going to give Sean McDermott to develop a damn rushing game? I mean, just non-existent still. Like, it doesn't take four years to gain a rushing game. So... Like I said, make the call, Buffalo, at least. I don't really blame McDermott for the rushing game, the rushing attack. Like I I, I, I mean, after four years of the same problem, I do. Because at the end of the day, you are the head coach. Yeah, but I blame GM more for that. Bring in some. Give me somebody, anybody. Not a Zach Moss. I, I don't or, know. Or Neam Hines that we only use for punt returning. I mean, I see teams take low-end guys and get great production out of the running back position all the time. But again, I, I blame a little. I kind of OC for that. Like, okay. And I, it's clear. They do miss Brian Dable. Mm-hmm. The offense took a step back. Josh Allen... Is more wild again, mm-hmm. and I, I don't. I'm not too worried. about I also did not see an offensive plan on Sunday. Like I, I didn't get what the plan was. I kind of thought they might have. Oh, they're not going to have linemen. We just need to get a couple points. I mean, everyone says it like they're Stephon Diggs disappeared. You, you got to find no matter what the coverage is. You got to be able to find ways to get the ball in your playmaker's hands. Do you think Stephon Diggs is done? No. Did you hear about him? He. he he was like, I... No, I, he was pissed, I know. I'm sick. I No, I think that's Stefan Diggs being a little dramatic. But, yes. like, based on how it ended in Minnesota, if something doesn't happen this offseason, he might be... Is it going to be my last season if nothing doesn't happen? That type of stuff. I don't I think... So. But I think his regular season success and personal career numbers and stuff are just too good with Josh Allen that he would do that. Well, here's the thing. I think... Because they've had a problem this entire year. I don't know exactly how it ended what it was at the end with the numbers. Mm. But, like, I think it was, like, week 14 or something. They put up a stat. Like, Stefan Diggs had, like, 52% of the receptions mm. on the team. Mm. That's not good. No, I know. It's, it's great to have a guy that you can trust that much. But how, where's the rest of the team? No, I know. And that's, I, not, that's not a good thing. And I've heard some people, like, they need more wide receivers. I don't think so. Mm. Gabe Davis, uh, Isaiah McKenzie, pretty fine. If Beasley's Cole, fine. If Cole Beasley comes back, sure. That's, that's a decent slot guy. The run game. Yeah. You have a run game. I guarantee that ball will get spread out. Yes. That's that's what it really comes down to. Whether I don't know. Maybe you need to make get some line changes. Because at times I looked at Devin Singletary. I'm like, wow, look at them run the ball. Mm-hmm. And they just would abandon it. It's insane to me. Like, well, that's why you blame the GM. And I don't. I think it's McDermott. And I think it's the coaching. Whether they're unable to or, he's not or, phil- plays, though, or philosophically. They're, yes. But when you're the head coach, you still have to. 
you're still at least responsible for everything. You're the CEO. And when there's a problem, you at least go over and say, listen, we're not doing X, Y, or Z enough, and you need to figure it out. I'm not saying Sean needs to go over there and now start dialing up a run scheme and stuff, but he needs to go over there and be like, yo, it's been like four years. <laughs> like, why do we not have a run game? Uh, well, I mean, again, I, it's hard to blame him because he's not the schemer, though. I'm sure he said something. Yeah, but okay, but and what if can, it doesn't get done, you got to do something about it. What can he do? Got to get another OC in here. He's a hire them. Do you think someone's going to get fired for this? Oh now, yeah. Sean, no. Now, Sean, now McDermott's not. But do you think someone's getting fired? Probably. Yeah, I think so no, too. I mean, listen, you can't, you can't, they got, you can't go there and be like, well, that offensive coordinator was was hitting all the right buttons. No, he wasn't. No. I don't know if he hit a single right button. I don't think he did it at all. And like, I'll definitely give. I mean, I think Sean McDermott was awful and situational in calling this year. Oh yeah. Like, uh, I mean, you know, that's my other issue with McDermott is situationally they've never been good. They. Again, maybe this is offensive coordinator stuff too, but like, why all the time when you need to run clock? Do they like we're still going deep? I, I don't. Why know. is that a thing? I don't so, know. How did that not? How did that not go one time and be like, well, that didn't work. Let's never do that again. Or fumbling uh, the ball on your own goal. They're just line. not buttoned up. They're just not buttoned up. They're a lot like that Steelers team back in the day with AB and Bell and Big yeah. Ben. That's really what they remind me of. But they, but. Tomlin hasn't had, or he doesn't have the success Tomlin had that people would just buy into it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I think. To be honest, I, I don't think they'll fire McDermott, but I, I, I think oh, I don't benefit that, from moving on. Listen, from him. I don't think they're going to fire McDermott. All I'm saying is, I give Sean Payton a call at least, and kick the tires on it, and see if I can get him to come here. Then I fire McDermott if Payton said he's down. Here's the thing: if you're McDermott and he says no, why would you come back anyway? Like you're gonna I do mean, interviews when you didn't even hire, fire me. I mean, no, you you gotta you gotta you gotta keep this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you Sean, can do it. Gonna come see you. Yeah, no, I would. Uh, like, I we're not know. gonna say this is an official interview. This is us. Just, do you have interest in this job? If we were to offer it to you, do you know what oh, I mean? Man, I don't know. You got to keep it in house. I mean, it's uh, it's got to be a very small circle who knows this is going on, but but you can get it done. <laughs> Teams get it done all the time. I don't see that working. With Sean Payton too. Uh, the everyone's, Brady, the Brady, watched, the Brady Miami stuff didn't come out till two years later. I guess everyone's watching Sean Payton's every move right now. You just call him. <laughs> Buy a burner phone if you need to. Wow, that's a that's a lot. <laughs> I I would I would just fire him. No, because what's out there right now for you to hire? Ben Johnson, the OC for the Lions, maybe. Call Brian Dable. Come back. You can head coach. <laughs> uh, I don't think Josh Allen. Yo, that would be Danny wild. Danny Dimes, that, Josh Allen. That would pick. that would be wild yeah. if somebody did that. That would be that would be almost more wild than Bill getting hired by the Jets and being like, no thanks, and being hired by someone else. The when they day. have to trade though, since they still have the rights to Dable. Yes. The same thing with like the Sean Payton thing. So they still have yeah. to trade for Dable. Can he quit? Can they quit? Can they just outright quit? Uh, maybe. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't know how that works either. Yeah, that's I've never seen that. Uh, that's interesting. All right. We're going to take well, a... No. Wait. Because well, Sean, well, Sean Payton didn't actually quit. He just said, I don't want to coach. Because then, you know... Yeah. They still have to call the Saints be like, can we... Can well, we yeah. They already said that it's, it's at least the first round pick teams are going to have to offer for Sean okay. Payton. But he didn't technically... By ever... the way, I want to say one thing on Sean Payton too. Don't rule out that he comes back to New Orleans. Because if Mickey Loomis goes and makes a move... 
and brings in like Derek Carr or something to play quarterback for the Saints. In that terrible division, when Brady's about to leave, I wouldn't be shocked if Peyton said, okay. I think they just have to get rid of Michael Thomas. <laughs> that too. But I mean, but yeah, but I mean, if that division's gotten so bad now, if you bring in Derek Carr, like you should probably win the division. I wouldn't be shocked if Sean Payton went back to the Saints. If if Mickey Loomis in New Orleans got something done like that. All right. Wait, why don't the Bills call Byron Leftwich? You could, but he had a terrible season. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't know if I'm, I'm not on the train with you on this one. I, I, if I'm moving on to McDermott right now, it's gotta be. It's got to be Sean Payton or no one else. Oh, come on, man. man. I know. Listen, I don't think he's, I think he's meh, but I can't do that. Not yet. Not yet. All right. With that, though, we're going to take our first quick break. When we come back, we'll talk the Philly Giants game. I'm sure that's not going to, that's not going to take long. And some, uh, you know, you had some stories that came out about Josh McDaniels and the Raiders. We'll go over that and some baseball talk. Stick with us, guys. I mean, a little drama. Yes. Coming out in Vegas where it's very dramatic. So, I mean, it's that time of year where, like, the reports are coming out from in, in all the camps, all the, the buildings and whatnot. Who was toxic? Whose fault is it all? Mm-hmm. Who's blaming who? We, we knew for a while that Derek Carr was getting the blame mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. And we didn't really understand why. I'm not saying it's really... His fault, but I get, a, I guess, a little bit more why at this point. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I guess, take a little heat off McDaniels. And no point am I going to say he did a good job coaching or he is a good coach. None of that's going to come out of my mouth. It technically just did, but I'm saying it's not. What that's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying here is Derek Carr's a little bitch. That's what I'm going to say here. So a bunch of reports came out about like his Josh McDaniels coaching style. It's kind of what we thought. Mm-hmm. Trying to be the Patriots for better or worse, he's trying to be a Patriots coach. And Derek Carr really didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Now, if you read it, like the reports, like he was that way to everybody. And for the most part, they respected that. Mm-hmm. They weren't really the biggest fan of it, but they loved his consistency. And you see again and again, uh, while many of the players were, ti- were maybe tired of the length of McDaniel's film reviews, I think we all love that he was consistent. And we've talked about, we talked about this way back when the Jaguars hired Urban Meyer. Now, that went terrible, but we defended him before all the news came out. Mm-hmm. And it was that situation of when you come in to a toxic place where they don't got it together, you got to come in and ruffle some feathers. You got to kick up some dirt because you got to find out who can take it, who's really ever going to buy in in the first place, and who's just there to collect a paycheck, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I'm not going to defend McDaniels because he's not Bill. He's not really good at it. And I think, you know... This did cause problems in the team's overall performance. But Derek Carr in particular, people were saying, like, it became Derek Carr's life Mm -hmm. to please Josh McDaniels. Like, he would criticize everyone, but only Derek Carr seemed to take it personally. Like, he would be personally offended. 
And that everyone was saying that affected Derek Carr. And this is what I mean. Like I, I've, I've trashed his play, but I've always said like, man, he's such a nice person. What a good guy. He seems to be a nice guy. Never badmouthed him. Never let it out. Sure. But he doesn't seem to be quite the guy. He doesn't seem to be tough enough for the NFL. Okay. And he has some talent. And my problem is, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna cry at your press conferences because your coach is being hard on you, which like you're the quarterback. Even the, they even say in the reports like. Like, we expect him to be hardest on Derek Carr. He's the quarterback. It starts with him, that type of stuff. But he was even like, apparently Derek, uh, Josh McDaniels was hard on the people running out with the water bottles. Mm-hmm. Again, they love the consistency. So the team started to buy into McDaniels simply because he was consistent. He seemed to at least have a vision, have a plan. But Derek Carr folded. Derek Carr couldn't take it. And that's why I kind of lost some respect for Derek Carr here. And I don't think that man... If he's going to cry at press conferences, that man's never going to lead you to the promise line. I'm sorry. He just can't. He's just not tough enough. He's not mentally fit to do okay. it. I, I disagree. To me, this sounds like the same reason every one of Bill Co- Bill's coaching tree guys fail. They come in. They try and be hard ass, just like Bill. Perfection. Rant at everyone. Scream, yell, everything like that. Hard coaching. But they do it without the cachet, the trophies to back it up. And they do it without connecting to their players really first anyway. So to me, this sounds like Matt Patricia in Detroit. Joe Judge, particularly with the Giants, was like this. He would scream and yell at everyone and all that. And Charlie Weiss when he went to Notre Dame. To me, this sounds like the exact way all of these Bill uh, coaching tree guys fail. Mm. And I'm sure Flores was a hard ass, but we heard plenty of things about Flores connecting with players and stuff first. I think the rest of these guys, they're up here. They see themselves up here. They coach as if they're up here. Everyone else is down here, and they don't connect on that person-to-person level. Mm. So it's not about being a hard ass. It's about when do you know you can be a hard ass and how and why. Sure, and I don't know exactly how, like, what the relationships he formed with all his players. Josh, mm-hmm. like, I don't know exactly how everyone else saw him, but... Uh, here's another one. Uh, McDaniels wanted Carr to understand that the criticism was there for everyone. It wasn't just directed at him. Mm-hmm. Those attempts didn't work. So what, I, what I'm getting at here is it seems like everyone else, whether they liked him or not, whether they believed it or not. But they, who also, they, where does the report come from? Because we've already talked about how Carr doesn't want to open his mouth and talk. So we're probably getting yes. a very Raiders. No, these are these are reports from like a whole bunch of Raiders players, personnel. Mm-hmm. And like that's why like they're all, uh, what's the word? Mm-hmm. Anonymous. Mm-hmm. They said, uh, this one said, one person said. So everyone is, I mean, there was one that's so obvious. One is called Derek Carr's best friend. Like, we know who that one is. Mm-hmm. That's that's Devontae Adams. Yeah. And now, the only one that actually has someone being, other than Derek Carr, seemingly critical of Josh McDaniels is mm-hmm. Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that one is uh, Derek Carr's best friend. Shared in the sentiment of, I can see that looking back. I do not think Josh was too hard on Derek. I don't think he was taking such blunt force criticism in front of the team like that. Like saying, like, uh, it's not that he was giving him criticism. It's just that like maybe he felt like sometimes it was too much. Mm-hmm. He was a little too hard on Derek. But again, everyone else seems to think, bro, he's consistent. Like, just, I guess. just toughen up. But I think, I think the other thing is, I think quarterback is different. And I think you do have to coach it a little differently. And I think it's but far Derek more Carr should know that. partnership in the NFL now than it ever used to be. 
And there's a reason for that. And I think Josh is missing that once again, just like it seemed Flores missed that in Miami, just like Charlie Weiss missed that. And Joe Judge, particularly with the Giants. Now, Weiss, I give a pass to. And McDaniels, his first time in Denver, I give a pass to because the NFL was different back then. It wasn't like it is now. But Judge should have known. Well, Weiss went to Notre Dame. Like that's No, I know. But also, it's just different. College is different. And it was longer ago. So it wasn't quite the same. Now, Judge and McDaniels now, Brian Flores in Miami, like, you're with the new NFL. You should know how the way the way it works now. I guess, but like, do we think Josh was never hurt on Tom? I'm, I'm sure, sure after a while, like, you don't have to be quite as hard as like. I mean, Tom listen, it. Tom knows. Tom knows what he did, type of stuff. But yeah, like, and Tom would bark back at Josh, and we saw that plenty of times. But we also know that eventually, Tom got tired of it. He got it, tired of Bill. But it was the same thing, though—the hard, like, screaming at all that kind of shit. Yeah, but that's because twenty years of like, come on, give me something here, man. No, I get you. 20, 20 years of being treated like I get I'm you. just an average everyday player. I can get that, but like Derek, you are you have achieved nothing. You are worthless it, based on just everything you have done in the NFL. Like you don't think you're going to be criticized? Yeah. I and you know, I think maybe I think maybe if his organization had been more stable, if Josh had been here a couple of years or in general guys had been here a couple of years, maybe this would be different. But I think you mix this stuff together, the screaming, the yell, and the hard coaching with the fact that it's like the seventh head coach he's had. And I mean, like after a while, I think it just like, I, I could see why it could wear you out specifically in Carr's position. Sure. But I feel like at that point, people become lethargic. Mm. I'm just here for the check. Yell at me all you want. I'm just going to throw the ball, catch the ball, what have you. I don't care. I'm getting paid. Mm-hmm. Not like, because Derek Carr seems to really... He's got a passion. He wants to win. He seems that way. I just don't think he. I just think he showed he's not mentally tough for it. Or maybe not. Maybe that's, not. That's what I see here. I, I get, and we're never going to see eye to eye probably on this one. And we'll see what happens now when Carr goes somewhere else. I'm sure. I mean, he has a no trade clause, so he can pick where he goes. So unless he's once again just going to be so nice of a guy that he just lets Vegas do what's ever best for them. And hey, maybe that was part of his problem. I, maybe he's too soft. I, but again, I, you can't be soft in any, a league like the NFL. No, I got you. All right. Let's move on. Philly and New York. I mean, what is there to say? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Brian Dable had a great year. Brian Dable had a great year. But, uh, you know, they, they had some luck as well. And I think, um, you know, the the checks, the, the debt was in. You know what I mean? Like, uh, everything came home to roost in that game. Like, didn't you kind of feel like it was coming? Yeah. Wait, what Sorry. are you looking at? Oh, okay. All right. I saw breaking news about, like, the FBI looking into it. said, all right, here's the FBI assistant fraud case charting Bolt and others. I thought that meant, like, the Tampa Bay Lightning. The FBI were looking at the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh. It was it was the Usain Bolt thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Sorry. But, yeah, so, I mean, didn't we kind of – I mean, actually, no, you thought Dable was going to win. I did. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I kind of felt like – very early in this game, I was like, uh, you know what? This oh. is probably the way it, it felt like it was going to end. About two minutes in, <laughs> I realized how this was going to go. Oh, yeah. But leading up to the game, and actually you're really leading up to the game. Did you hear what, like, the night before, I thought I was going to get it too. Nick Sirianni, he played that scene from 8 Mile uh-huh. with the rap battles, with Eminem and the rap battles, which doesn't make sense. Like, you are... Yeah, you're not the underdog. Yeah, like, 
but whatever it it worked out i guess i mean it was that clip i don't think it worked out i think it worked out is because if you were to make a list of the 15 best players in this game i think philly has 13 of them yeah (laughs) um but like you know there was that clip on the sideline and nick's yelling i don't know who's yelling at like i know what the f i'm doing i guess he does i guess you do he do he he I mean, man, like they, everything they did. Do you see Philly's the betting favorite now against San Francisco? It's a, uh, you know what? I think it's overreaction to them beating a team that at the end of the day, like, were they really a playoff team? Yeah, I know. I feel, I get that. But like, I, the way they dismantled them, like I, I, I know, but I think the Eagles most of the year have just been a product of what is a particularly awful NFC. Yeah. But, like, I still think they're good. No, they're good. And I, you know, if you can do what the the Cowboys did and you can just keep uh, 49ers within striking distance, like, I actually kind of like Philly. Uh, Yeah, but I think Dallas's defense is better than Philly's. I mean, remember, the Cowboys had a party on the Philly defense. I think the Cowboy defense is faster. I think it's rangier. And I think they create more turnovers. Mm. So... I think it's, maybe the Philly secondary is a little bit better, but I don't think it's a much of a difference. And the Philly secondary, maybe it's good, but it doesn't create turnovers. And I definitely don't think they have nearly the speed and athleticism that the Cowboy defense does. I, here's the thing. If you're going to play the 49ers, I don't really think you should try to rely on and get turnovers. You just need no, to, probably not. You just need to keep the small, like, you know, give them the small plays at best, but like you know, just avoid the large. But I will say this: downfield Philly play. at least is the only team that they've played that probably can match San Francisco's physicality. Mm. So that's a that's a big factor in this game. And like, listen, I'm not confident. I'm not betting. I'm not betting either of these games. I don't have a huge. I think both of these games have chances to be like actually some of the most epic championship matchups that we have had. I hope so because actually this playoffs has sucked. It kind of has. Uh, that first week was actually better than the second week. I know. Like, I didn't, like, I mean, I watched them all, but, like. Dallas, da- I, I mean, Dallas them. and San Francisco was the closest game. And I thought. Even that game was boring. And I thought halfway through the third quarter, I was pretty confident that San Fran had it. It was also just so boring. And I actually like defensive matchups, but it was just so. Uh, I was just, I don't know. And listen, it was great schemes. Cincy and Buffalo never felt close, ever. From the no. from the opening drive, it was no. the Cincinnati just beat no. them down. That's what I mean. Like I watched all the games, but like I kind of tapped out near the end of all of them, mm. except the Green Bay and Cowboys one. And I was flipping back and forth because the Bruins were on at the same time. Yeah, and suck because they ended at the same time too. And I'm like, come on. Like, but now, I mean, for the Giants, what do you do? I think I pay Jones about fifteen million, and that's it. And mm. if he kicks up a fuss i'm gonna be like go go test the market see who actually wants you because well, i don't think there's as much as i say there's always a market for quarterbacks i don't think there's a market for daniel jones <laughs> um uh not as a starter no no okay not as a starter no i don't think so yes i'm sure some uh, teams would love him as a backup but but also apparently they offered saquon uh, like tw- i think it was 26 million average and he turned it down no he did not he wants uh, cmc money that's hilarious. No one's giving Saquon that. These guys are delusional. Yeah, no, he's listen. He had a great bounce back year. That was awesome to see him healthy and whatnot. Let's go look at the it, last. But. Let's go look at all the running back contracts right now. Particularly, we just talked about Zeke. No one's giving Saquon Barkley CMC money. It's not happening. 
probably if that's way if you actually if you're the Giants, I'd be like, I think it was twenty six. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, all right, go to free agency. The second he hits free agency, here's twenty average, and then I'll see. It's like, all right, if you want to go somewhere for twenty five million average, like, bye. Like, if you have schemes, obviously everyone wants a talented running back. But if you got a good line and a good scheme, who gives a damn who's running the ball? It's also a decent running back draft. Okay, but so, I'm, just, I'm just making the point. Like, if you got, oh no, I I I would. Why do you ever need to pay? That I guy? wouldn't even pay Saquon twenty. I would pay the only one I'd pay is Derrick Henry, and even then I wouldn't really pay him much longer. Even then I wouldn't pay him twenty. I'd probably pay him seventeen and a half. Do we know what he's making now? I don't know what he's making now. Saquon, what would you offer him? I'd be like, dude, you were finally healthy for one season. Sixteen. I don't. Boy, I don't even know if I'd go there. I dude, mean, he had a great year. He did, but this is the first year he's been healthy, like ever. I'm gonna look up his age. I think I might be like fourteen and a half, and that's it. How old is he? he's twenty five? Okay. He's Long injury history, though. Slightly younger than I thought. But I think I think Derek maybe seventeen and a half, Saquon fourteen and a half. That's what I would pay Saquon. And I'd pay Jones fifteen. I'd pay the quarterback only a million and a half more than the running back. That's hilarious. But that feels about right, doesn't it? Well, what Derek Henry is making an average of twelve and a half million. Oh, okay. That's not. That's great. I mean, I think I think his is a lot of it was guaranteed though. Uh, it was in, it was a four year, fifty million dollar contract, and only half of it was guaranteed. Wow. Yeah. He's getting his biggest cat hit cap hit the coming season. Okay. So. But this is what I mean. Like that's that that's what people think about paying a running back. So good luck, Saquon. Yeah, what I is, thought it would more than all right. What, I'll give what is Saquon it? Nine. What is Saquon thinking he's getting? They offered him like 26, and he wants CMC money. That's hilarious. That's ridiculous. I'm going to look up. What Do you exactly? think he'll even get half of that? No. Now that I sell what uh, Derek Henry make, I'll like, give him less than 10, bro. <laughs> I think he'll get close to half because you have to remember the cap hit like always goes up, it seems like, every three years. I mean, the cap space. Yeah. So, But no, he's not making – I don't even think he'll get paid 20. No, that that's wild. I uh, – no, that's not the market right now. No, I know. Jesus. The only one who makes something like that is Zeke, and everyone knows that that's a cautionary tale now to the rest of the league. Bro, I don't know. About not paying how, a running back. How did Zeke get paid? He had one good year. Because it's Jerry Jones. He had one good year, though. And, I, and I'm and i a Jerry defender, but like that is the one thing that Jerry... That people sometimes, I think they overdo what Jerry gets wrong. Here's specifically what Jerry gets wrong. Jerry is so good at the business side and the marketing and all that kind of stuff, but he lets the business side sometimes get in the way of or become more important than the football. I guess. And paying Zeke looked good for him. It was a good business decision. It made Cowboy fans happy to keep him there. I guess you saw But it wasn't a good football move. Yeah. So, yeah. That's Well, here's the, what the, these owners need to figure out. The best way to make one money is to win games. Yeah. People will buy your jerseys. People will buy the no-name jerseys if they win. Like, I understand, like, a couple, like, the early Patriots dynasty. Mm-hmm. Everyone bought the Brady jersey. He's the quarterback. But, like, and there's a couple Hall of Famers, like Ty Law and, like, uh, Richard Seymour. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's no studs. Yeah. There's never any stars on that team. Mm-hmm. I saw some Ty Law jerseys. You see some Brewski jerseys. That's just because we love them so much. Yeah. They weren't, I mean, a couple made like 
Pro Bowls and whatnot, but like they were never the guys that everyone talked about. Like they were never the here's a guy, yeah, the Chris Collinsworth that he's just uh, ogling about and all that stuff. They yeah. never had that. No, just win games and you will make your money, Jerry. No, I get you, hundred percent. All right, moving on, Jesse, Yakiway report writer, take it away. We're gonna do some socks talk. Some socks talk. Well, they had the Reds. Actually, you know what? I want to bust up the camera for this one actually, mm-hmm. just because. Just for one, literally just one line. Hello. All right. So, yeah, they had those socks winter meeting, which they've done for like five years now. It's mm-hmm. kind of fun. The fans can go out. I think it was in like Worcester or something. Fans can go out there, meet some players, some autographs. They had like some press conferences with the players. They had a kid's press conference. It was pretty cute and stuff like that. Uh, some events, whatnot. Again, good for fan team interaction, stuff like that. Give fans stuff to do. Um, and you know, they had, they had that press conference. It was, uh, Alex Cora, Bloom, Sam Kennedy, and John Henry. And man, oh man, did Bloom and Henry get booed. They got booed hard. And I mean, uh, the comment, uh, you know, Bloom didn't say much, if any, uh, whatever. Uh, but Henry came out and said like, oh man, it's, if it's expensive, that's why ticket prices are going up again. It's expensive to put this competitive team on the field. It's like, bro, we didn't even make the playoffs last year. And you're talking about raising ticket prices because we need to put a competitive team on the field? Like, uh, what were ticket prices in 04 and 07? Probably half of what they are now. We won World Series back then with higher payrolls. And also, like, here's another question, John, what this video is really all about. How much did that player weekend cost, John? How much did that venue cost? Hmm? How much did it cost to have all that fanfare and all that stuff out there? You know, people had to work. You had to pay them. Social media team was out there. How much did all that cost, John? I bet it wasn't cheap. That was a very nice venue. Like, you have money. You have money. That was my biggest problem with the players weekend. No, I, I, I listen, I'm, I'm completely in agreement. That costs money, John. But like I know it did. I I could see John's point of view now for not spending a lot on this team because like there are so many things to plug. That like is this team really going to be good? Is there really a great chance you can make this team good? Well, if you spent real money, if you had spent money the last couple of years, I think we could have a different conversation. But now in one off season, you're going to decide now I want to spend money. Do you think you're going to fix this? Yo, the, I, I don't know. Listen, there were moves that could, this team could be a stud team if some moves were not made in the past couple of years. You could have yeah. had Vasquez behind the plate. Yeah. You could have had Kyle Schwarber at first. Who could cares had, of how he plays first? Could have had Rodon here. Sure. I, I'm not even going to talk about the pitching staff. I'm just going to talk lineup right I, now. I didn't even want Rodon this year. I mean, last year I wanted Rodon. Sure. Mm-hmm. But you could have had Story at second, Devers at third, Bogarts at shortstop, and then your outfield could have been Benny, Mookie, and Hunter Renfro if mm-hmm. you just paid. I don't need a player's weekend. I don't need a, a winter meeting. I didn't go. I'm never going to go. I mean, maybe I'll go. Yeah. Maybe one day if we do this, if, we, if you keep spending that money, John, um, maybe I'll go to one of those. But, like, if you spent all that, we could have had a – also, JD as our DH. Yeah. What, what kind, that's a kick-ass lineup right there. No, I know. And I know, like, oh, apparently Mookie didn't want to be here. Listen, everyone's got a price. He was sold to soul. There's no doubt in my mind. Mm. He took less from the Dodgers than he was apparently going to get in free agency. So, yeah. He had a price because he wanted to live in L.A. Yeah, no, I, I don't yeah. have I don't have a ton to add there other than that. But I'm so happy the fans boob their brains out. Yeah, I also think Henry's funny though. Well, you put a competitive team together. That's why ticket prices are so expensive. You've been a cheap ass for three years. 
Bro, a hot dog's like $9. I know. It's ridiculous. All right. Next. From one owner to another. The Los Angeles Angels. Art Moreno is not going to sell the Los Angeles Angels. Citing that, you know, as this process has unfolded, he is aware that he still has unfinished business. Um, Moreno, other than the fact that you've not been a good owner, just as a business perspective... When this has been the best time to sell, I mean, your once in a generational player now has a what is it called shoulder problem? You know, like an injury that's just never going to go away. Oh, uh, Trouton is. I think it was a back. Yeah, but what do they call? There's a word for that. I, I just can't chronic. Remember. Yes, has a chronic back condition that they've literally said is never going to get better. He's going to deal with this the rest of his career. You have Shohei Itani, your cash cow that everyone loves, who's probably here for only one more season. I feel like this would have been the time to sell. He had he had he had offers. Oh, I know he had offers. Listen, sports, no matter what, no matter how much you think a fan base doesn't care, sports make money these days. TV, like they all they do is put on sports because all these streaming networks now, the way to get people to watch live television is sports. So no matter how lame you think a franchise is, I'm telling you, it's making money. I feel like this would have been the time to sell for Art Moreno. Though. Uh, unfinished business, Art? Are you going to be here for another decade? Because that's how long it's going to take for you to... He needs to spend another billion dollars. Finish that unfinished business. Yeah, he needs to waste another billion dollars. On guys like Anthony Rendon. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, yeah, I forgot he was on that team. <laughs> ah, that was a terrible contract. <laughs> or Albert Pujols or... Josh Hamilton. Uh, I just, I mean, Pujols at least had a few good years there before it went off. Like, Anthony Rendon has been a disaster from day one. That was still a bad contract. No, it was. But Rendon has been a disaster since day one. Uh, All those 900 pitchers they've signed. I know. They have not worked at all. But they never, that's the weird thing is they never want to spend big money on the pitching, even though, like, every year we come into it usually being like, yeah, that's the biggest issue with this team. Not for art. He thinks home runs make money. I guess. And they kind of do. And they sell. Yes, they sell jerseys. But also, like, my position on this. Like, wh- wh- art, wouldn't, wouldn't this have been the time to sell? Like, it's all downhill from here. I mean, I think he just sell because he's maybe the worst owner in baseball. No. The Marlins group has not been great. Uh, now, I guess you could give him the excuse, though, that Loria put them in that hole. So... Yeah, I mean, I don't think they've handled it great, but uh, I don't know. The last, th- there's been okay moves yeah. for them. Like, I, literally, like, he's just like every bad thing about an owner, mm-hmm. he does. He mm-hmm. meddles, but he's not even, like, smart with it at all. It's always the dumbest idea possible. Every mm-hmm. time he's, like, strong arms his GM and, like, throw money at this guy, throw money at that guy. It's like. Like everyone, every one of those terrible contracts was his idea. Mm. It was his idea, like, oh, we're not the Anaheim Angels, we're the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. <laughs> never mind, we're just the Los Angeles Angels. Los, Los Angeles has the Dodgers; they're never going to embrace you. And now Anaheim doesn't like you. Yeah. So that's a great way to lose money. I know. If you just embrace the Angels again, heck, bring back those kick-ass uniforms from like the '90s. I love those. Mm. That's that's how you make money. Change your jerseys. I don't like the red. I don't like. They're too boring. I got you. You got that stupid. There's a million waterfall in center field. There's a million red teams in baseball too. I, yeah. Hey, hey, hey! I like the waterfall. <laughs> that is gorgeous. What? Listen, 
when when whoever they've tried it. Wait, 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 wait. Let me give you let me give you why. All right. So whenever sorry excuse for a starter, they've tried it out today, and he's given up six runs by the third inning. And I can only care to watch when Trout or Shohei is up. I need something else to look at. Okay. So, was it half of uh, California doesn't really have consistent running water? But thank God that fountain is on all the time. Thank God. Thank it's probably, God. It's probably ocean water. No way. Well, they, sh- they can't ship ocean water like that. I don't know. They've kept the same water those, for years. All those, uh, Calif- those California people who have to step over the shit to get to the stadium... <laughs> and they can't wash their hands because they don't have water at home. They have to go look at that fountain as they lose ten to nothing. But hey, Shohei Tani had a he stole a base that day. Yeah. So he probably you know doubled, singled. Yeah. Did something that hasn't been done in 150 years, but they lost. But they lost by six. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. Mike Trout hit for the cycle. Yeah. But yeah, I I thought Art Moreno should have sold by now. But uh, whatever, I guess you know. Whatever. <laughs> what do I know? He, he had the chance to make a good decision, and shocking, he didn't do it. All right. Let's go over Kansas City and Jacksonville real quick. Now, I have a lot to say about this game, but I actually think I'm going to save most of it for when we do the AFC Championship game. Mm. So, what were your what were your takeaways from that game? Um, I mean, I thought Casey was unimpressive. Yes, but I attribute uh, a little bit to that of people are constantly just not giving the Jags the respect that they deserve this season. Mm. Um, and Patrick Mahomes' foot. Mm. You know, that, you know, he missed... <clears throat> I mean, I know, like, what was it? Chad Henney had the longest drive in Chiefs playoff history yeah. of 98 yards. I mean, that was mostly Pacheco popping that big run, though, but yeah. Yes. Um, but, you know, when, you're, when your quarterback is missing... Uh, what are they called? Drives, I mm. guess. And you're not 100%. Like, I, I don't expect it to be quite as... Quite as pretty as the Chiefs normally play it. I guess. And like I said, Jaguars play everyone harder than everyone has expected them to do. Every mm. Each and every game, it goes the same way. And everyone thinks like, oh, we got a lead. We can take our foot off the gas. Hell no. Those are the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. They only play the second half. No, I got you. Um, I will say this uh, for the Kansas City game, right? Now looking forward, we'll go over it more when we do the AFC Championship specifically. High ankle sprain for Mahomes. That's not going to get better. He's going to deal with that the rest of the year. I mean, the rest of the playoffs. That's big. Um, I thought the defense was unimpressive, but I will say that Kansas City, as much as I don't like their defense, they do have a specific unit on that team that'll be a could be a kryptonite to Cincinnati, and it could end up you know since he managed with a bad O line all playoffs last year until they got to the Rams, and mm-hmm. what do the Rams have? An interior stud to create interior pressure. Chris Jones, Frank Clark on the interior of the KC defense. That that's scary. That's a little scary for for Cincinnati. Mm. So like, if KC is winning this game, I feel like it's going to look like that Super Bowl did for Cincinnati. So that's one thing KC can hang their hat on. But defensively, in general, I don't think KC's very good. Um, I'll I'll read the numbers when we do the AFC Championship game. But if you go look at the numbers of that game, I mean, Jacksonville played them pretty much even. But Jacksonville turned it over twice and KC didn't. So yeah. that's a little concerning to me. I don't think you should, I don't think Jacksonville should be playing them even. No, but I think it's one of those, like I said, like they, maybe it's not even teams playing down to their Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville just, they were they constantly playing with house money, got nothing to lose, that type of stuff. Mm. And I mean, Jacksonville is better than their record showed. 
I mean, what did they lose? Win six straight games mm-hmm. at the end of the uh, at the end of the year. So, I mean, if you're a Jacksonville fan, you have you should be so excited right now. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, you know, Casey should be concerned because of the the ankle injury. But and like I know the matchup, like since it's had their number. But I'm not. I I was not too concerned with that Jacksonville performance just because like. I've seen that week after week for everyone playing Jacksonville time and time again for uh, over well over a month now. Mm-hmm. Even I can't remember what week it was. It was like 15, 16, or 17. Jacksonville mm-hmm. played KC, and KC blew them out in the first half, and then the second half was all Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Too big of a deficit to overcome, but like Jacksonville gave them a run. So I, I wasn't surprised that this game was as close as it was, especially after the Mahomes foot injury. Okay. No, I got you. So I, I'm not as concerned if I'm KC, as maybe other people are making it to be. Concerned about the foot, mm-hmm. like that's big, um, but the performance, I'm not that concerned about. Okay. All right, interesting. All right, so with that, we're going to take our last quick break, then we're going to go over the NFC and AFC championship game, and then we're going to play a little game with Dak Prescott. A little who would you rather, kind of, although we're going to go like pretty much down the list of just like almost every quarterback, just see if you take him or all not. All 32? No, not all 32, but the ones you can make an argument right, for. right, 31. Dax. I mean, the first five, we all know Herbert Mahomes. Like, we, we, don't need, we, don't need, we don't need to talk about that. Yeah, well, I'll take Dak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure you will. Wild. All right, stick with us, guys. Last break. We are back here at Slow Your Roll, getting ready to finish things up. Let's talk about it. The big news, the big thing everyone's looking forward to coming in this week, the NFC and AFC championship games. I mean, and these are some really good ones to me. I mean, like I said, I think these have a chance to be epic. Some of the best matchups that we have had in a while for both, like for both of them to be this good. Um, I'll start with you, Jesse Caulfield. So let's start with the NFC championship. Your opinion. Mm. I think this is actually might be the harder of the two to pick. Oh, I agree. Um, uh, simply because, like, when I look at these teams, so stacked. Mm-hmm. Even, uh, like, just everywhere. Just playmakers everywhere, stars everywhere, from lines to uh, secondaries everywhere. So it's kind of coming down to coaching in my mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of his, mm. Kyle Shanahan. I really liked him all year long. Mm. I think he's actually maybe coaching the best year of his life. Uh, I mean, I probably a lot of people say that when you got Mister Irrelevant as your quarterback, who's seven and all. Yeah, but he's looked better in second halves now recently. Shanahan. Yes, yes, yes. He, that that typical problem of just blowing games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, he's he held on mm-hmm. late. Uh, you know, he held <clears throat> on. Yeah, he's on the field making the plays, Kyle. But I've I've really liked just his. Just the way he's got his guys buying in. I mean, everyone loves Brock Purdy, mm-hmm. and it's easy to love a guy when I feel like he is being coached almost to perfection. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like Brock Purdy can't do no can do no wrong. 
simply because of the situation he's in. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's got all the people around him, the McCaffreys, the Kittles, the Debos, um, even his line is great. But when I ha- when Kyle Shanahan seems to be not just in the zone constantly, I mean, uh, that's just – it doesn't seem to matter who their uh, quarterback is. I like that. I like that matchup of Kyle Shanahan playing a perfect game and a quarterback. Look, mm-hmm. I sound like you right now. Doesn't matter the quarterback. Kyle Shanahan can get it done. Mm-hmm. And I just, it's just a thing. I've liked what I've seen from the Eagles that last game. I know mm-hmm. it was a team that maybe shouldn't have been there in the first place. But mm-hmm. man, they themselves seem to play a perfect game. Mm-hmm. This could be an outstanding game. And it might literally come down to who's got the ball last. Yeah. I'm going to give the slight edge to the 49ers simply because they've. I thought you just said earlier in the show you liked Philly, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I think, listen, this game got a lot closer in my mind because of the past weekend, but I'm going to give the slight edge simply because all year long I felt like the Eagles just aren't quite tough enough. Most, For the most part, none of them have been here before. Mm-hmm. I know like they've, they've been in the playoffs last year, but they've, they weren't supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pick San Fran. I think it'll be close. I think the veteran leadership, the coaching, and just they've mm-hmm. all been there before. All right. I'm going to give it to them. Interesting. I really don't know who to pick. I guess gun to my head, probably I'll pick San Fran. This game to me comes down to both teams are going to be able to match each other's physicality. That's the first time that either team has probably faced another team that has been able to do that all season. The big thing, though, is the speed of the Niners' defense is insane. I mean, they are so good. So I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to be able to run all over them like he does other teams. I think... This Niners defense can go sideline to side and will be able to chase down Jalen. So I don't think Jalen will have the running party that he's had on everybody else. I think the Niners are uniquely, uniquely uh, built for a team like the Eagles. The second thing is the Eagles um, consistently this year have been much better on script and kind of lackluster in second halves. Never as good off the script. I mean, this is a game that's going to take four quarters. I mean, these teams are just right there with them. Uh, the big problem, San Francisco, was Brock Purdy. Um, he's never been in this kind of situation before. This is big. On the road in Philadelphia in an NFC championship game, like, that's wild. Mr. Irrelevant sure. from Iowa State. That's wild. And as great as Shanahan is, these teams are just too good. Shanahan's not just going to be able to manage this one to a victory. Brock's going to have to make three or four big plays, big throws for them to win this game. If Brock can do that, I think San Fran wins. If he can't, they don't. I will still go with San Francisco, and I'll go with San Francisco with very little confidence. (laughs) And I will not touch this game right now. It's Philly minus two and a half. Even though I'm picking San Fran, I would not bet this game. Want nothing to do with it as far as touching it. But man, I'm going to watch the crap out of it because I think it's going to be an (laughs) awesome game to watch. I'm not gonna watch. I'm not gonna watch. I'm just gonna. What? No, you, know, you say I'm gonna watch the crap out of it. You know what? I'm just not gonna watch. <laughs> I'm gonna do something else. Uh, any thoughts on my thing for the NFC? Uh, no. What I said. You know, I mean, we're pretty in agreement here. Like, yeah, we're leaning San Fran, but we're not confident in it. Mm-hmm. All right. Next one. I'll start. And the AFC. This is the matchup it should be for everyone who always. Oh, I wanted Buffalo KC. Cincinnati and KC were the two best teams in the AFC. Buffalo has been uneven for over probably about two months, but people just didn't want to come to face the reality. These are the two best teams. Since he did that down two big old linemen, now Ted Karras came back. I think that was massive for Cincinnati in that game. Um, now, if Cincy loses this game, 
They lose it because it looks a lot like last year's Super Bowl against the Rams. They were able to manage the O-line deficiencies until they faced the interior pressure that the Rams were able to put on them by Aaron Donald. Chris Jones is that type of guy. He's not quite as good as Donald, but he's maybe second or third best defensive tackle in all of football. He is a game changer. He is a game wrecker. Frank Clark is very good as well. So I do think Casey has two unique guys and is uniquely uh, situated to exploit the Cincinnati um, offensive line deficiency the way the other teams could not. However, I don't love Casey's defense in general. And Kansas City in that game against Jacksonville. Jacksonville had to sneak in 9-8 and eight record, win a terrible division. They played pretty much even. Jacksonville, 205 passing yards. KC, 218. Jacksonville, 144 rushing yards. Kansas City, the exact same. Jacksonville, 5.8 yards per play. Kansas City, 5.4. Jacksonville, 21st downs. KC, 23. Jacksonville was 7 of 13 on third down. Kansas City was 6 of 12. I mean, the numbers are almost identical. The big difference, Jacksonville, two turnovers. KC, none. And people be like, oh, you know, Mahomes had the high ankle sprain. Well, Mahomes doesn't play defense. And also Mahomes is still going to be dealing with the high ankle sprain in this game as well. We saw Cincy dismantle Buffalo. I've been on the Cincy train from the start thinking they're the best team. I have my own money on them going to the Super Bowl. From the start? Of the playoffs. Um, I have my own money on them going to the Super Bowl. So I will stick with Cincinnati, though, in this game. I think Cincinnati takes this one. I'm surprised that there are two and a half uh, point betting favorite. Again, I'm not going to bet this game, and I think that since he wins by about the line. From the start. From the start of the playoffs. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Hey, the when playoffs. we did our top five teams, I put Cincy at yes, number one. No, I know. But uh, from, the, from the start, I took that as Okay, I'm sorry. Week one. From the start of the playoffs. Sure, okay. And yeah, I, I know you've called them the best team in the league for a little while at this point, but when I, when I heard from the start, <clears throat> I wanted clarification. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I accept your apology. All right. It's my turn. Now, you did a lot of mm-hmm. statistical analytics. I'm going to go the opposite. Okay. I mean, this team's just so cool. This team's just the ball. Super balls. Bowl Joe. It's, it, they, I mean, they're young, but they were in the Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be intimidated. Heck, they love the situation they're in right now. Mm-hmm. They almost, I mean, I'm sure they don't because I, I know they're, the leak or the, the team complained about it. I'm sure now that they're in it, they love that they're the, I mean, I know they're the favorite, but consider the underdog going into this playoffs, mm-hmm. considered, oh, they were tossed aside. Hey, Buffalo and Casey, you want to sell tickets to that neutral site? Start now. Like, yeah, you, what do you say? Better give them back those refunds or whatever. Yes. This is just the situation that these men on the Cincinnati Bengals were built for mm-hmm. to get no respect. Everyone's going to talk about Patrick Mahomes all week. Oh, and Travis Kelsey and those Chiefs and uh, Andy Reid. Zach Taylor has quietly been one of the best coaches in the league this year. And I had my problems with Zach Taylor last year, but he has, I think, cleared a lot of that up, cleaned a lot of that up this year. Oh, man, what he did to Buffalo was masterful. Yeah, like I I think he has taken what he learned from last year and is really pushing his team to the next level right now. I am concerned with the line, but – They've dealt with that for a while at this point. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ted Karras wasn't 100% in that game. I'm sure they're going to attack him because of that. But I'm sure Cincy will then do the same and attack Patrick Mahomes and his bad foot. Mm-hmm. So I like Cincy. Again, they're just, they're playing with house money. 
the are the men for this situation. Mm -hmm. They do have Casey's number. Yeah, they do. Like they are just what do they want? They're going for ten straight wins. Hottest team in the league as well. Yeah. Since he since he is uniquely built for Kansas City because they are just as explosive as Kansas City, but also a quarterback that is just like he's not he doesn't make the plays that Mahomes does, but he's the opposite. He's Brady. He's just so sharp mm. in the situational game. He's so accurate. And he's mm. just so on point, bang, knows everything that needs to happen. And defensively, they can match up with Kansas City. And so. he's so calm about it. Mm -hmm. And he's so idly. And, doesn't rattle and at all. since he can play multiple ways, whereas Buffalo is just like, well, Mahomes makes big plays. We need Allen to make big plays down the field. Cincinnati can, we can hit you over the top with Higgins and Chase. We can keep Mahomes on the sideline though, if we want, and run the ball with Nixon and P Ryan and play more ball possession. Like, since he can switch it up, since he can match whatever Casey's doing at the time, these two teams, as I said, they're the best two teams in the AFC. This is what it should have been. I'm happy that we're here. Mm. It's not. It's not often in the NFL that like. All four teams who we think are the best teams and are the best teams actually end up in the championship game. Usually someone gets hurt, someone gets upset, you know, the Steelers lose to Tim Tebow, you know? Like yeah, sure. this is this is rare that all four. Yeah. And I'm so happy because this is what it should have been. I I I get it. Like we, this is probably gonna be the best football games we're gonna see because of it now in this championship week and then the Super Bowl. I, I I do like to see underdogs and other teams get involved and stuff like that, but I do understand it can make for bad Super Bowls, bad championships, and stuff like that. Let's let's have the underdogs in the divisional games, but but when it's underdogs when it's, win eventually, right? but when it's this clear cut to me as it has been, particularly in the NFC, it was clear well, very like for a while now that the Eagles and the Niners were head and shoulders above everyone else. It seemed like sure. I, I like when those team teams finally collide. I guess this year because. The the difference between being a good team and being a bad team is just so <clears throat> like it's just such a gap this year. Mm -hmm. so, all right, this year I, I I guess it's a little more understandable and a little more predictable that we are here. Because mm -hmm. um, you know there is not there's no team riding that Cincy story last year. Mm -hmm. We're just like uh, I mean it could have been the Jaguars, and I think the Jaguars probably would have played Cincy decently well, mm. but. Like they were never, no one really thought they were ever going to get over there. Your time is in the, it's coming Jaguars, but not here yet. All right. That is our prediction. I'm sure I'm going to hear plenty of hate from my buddy Corral. If he sees that when we post that uh, video on the Philly stuff, he's been on us all year about them. So, <laughs> oh, come on. He can't think they're all that great. Uh, he's a Philly fan. So he thinks they're, you know, listen, the greatest uh, thing since sliced bread. Listen, the Bruins are having the greatest season in NHL <laughs> history right now, and yet I still am waiting for them to break my heart. No, I got you. All right, so before we do our Tommy and Darwin, as always, let's do a little Who Would You Rather? Dak Prescott. We're both going to answer all these questions. I'll start with you on the first one. First off, though, come on. We're taking out Burrow, Herbert, Mahomes, Allen, Lawrence. But we all know. Lawrence even, too, at this point. It's pretty obvious. Oh, he's him. Yeah. <laughs> so we're taking them out, obviously, because you take those over everybody else in the league. All right. First one, Jalen Hurts, Jesse, for mm. the Dallas Cowboys next year. Think about the roster and everything, too. So would you rather have Dak Prescott or Jalen Hurts? Oh, that, one's, that one's actually really tough because you asked me even a couple months ago, mm -hmm. I'm going to say Dak Prescott, no problem, despite his struggles this year. Yeah. Um, 
But, I mean, I don't think he's the MVP, but he's made a case to be the MVP, at least in the conversation. Yes. This hurts. But it's his first year being like this. Yes. It could be another Carson Wentz situation where he just has that amazing year and does nothing ever again. And surrounded uh, by great talent, which he is. But I can't deny that he's taken a real step to being a decent NFL quarterback this year. But you're right. I would like to see consistency on it. I'm still going to take Prescott for now. Okay, so still taking Dak over Hertz. I think at this point I would take Hertz, and I was not a Jalen fan coming in. No. The problem is, is now I see Dak, and this is the first time that I feel like Dak has ever really had to deal with a real NFL life where he's had like kind of significant deficiencies on the roster, despite the fact that it's still a really good roster. But he finally doesn't have a top 5-0 line, and he's missing Amari, and it feels like he's the wheels have come off. So I think he's even more limited than people realize. So I'll take Jalen Hurts, despite the fact that it's only been one season. I still think I'll take Jalen. Okay. Yep. So I got... I'm taking Hurts. You're not. Next one, Aaron Rodgers. This is a tough one. I think I'll take Aaron mm. for one season. <laughs> okay. For one season. Um, I think as much as he annoys me, as much as I think he's not dialed in, I think if he went to a new place, if he was in Dallas, I'm sure I think it would re-energize him to get him more focused. I think he'd work more in the offseason. And despite the struggles, still more talented than Dak. Better throw of the football than Dak. In the NFC with not great quarterback play, he can get you over the edge. Um, I would probably, for just next season, I would still take Rodgers over Dak. This one is hard because it'd have to be a short-term thing for Rodgers. Yes. And I don't like that. Rodgers is a handful. <laughs> Dak is not. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the talent is not close. Mm-hmm. I I guess I'll take Rodgers. Okay. Because if, here's the thing. If it's not in Green Bay, we've said this before, if it's another team and not Green Bay— he probably is a not, I mean, not a totally different person, but maybe a little more well-behaved, a little quieter, a little more team guy mm-hmm. because of the fact that, like, I mean, Jerry will, bro, shut up. You're a cowboy. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers doesn't matter. You are a cowboy, mm-hmm. that type of stuff. They don't, they don't have any guy like that mm-hmm. in Green Bay. Just be like, sit down, shut up. You're a Green Bay Packer. It's not the Aaron Rodgers show. You're a Packer. Mm-hmm. All right, next one. I'll let you start. Tom Brady. I'm taking Tom Brady. Okay, I'm taking Tom Brady in five years. Tom Brady, because here's the thing. Tom Brady is a veteran. Tom Brady doesn't, he limits mistakes more than maybe anyone else. Uh, He has easily the best pre-snap reader left. Mm -hmm. And like, he gets people to buy in. The fact that Tom Brady is on your team makes everyone else better because everyone's like, that's Tom Brady. Mm. We have a chance. I feel like we have a chance because Tom is on this team. No, there's no one else can give you that. Mm. I'm taking Tom. I'm not taking Tom. Well, you're wrong. Um, I think I think if the Dallas, if this was the Dallas roster of two years ago, I'd take Tom because I'd be like, all right, the offensive talent around Tom is enough to carry him to the NFC championship game. And then and then I get the intangibles with Tom that make him better than Dak. You know, the, the big time, big play, all that, you know, like crunch time stuff. I don't think if he stepped into this team next year, I don't think the team around him is talented enough to get a 46-year-old Tom Brady to where I want Tom to be, um, to to have you know the X factors of Tom play a factor. So I, I'll take Dak. With next year's roster that it's going to be, I'll take Dak over Tom. 
Mm. All right, next one. Derek Carr. I'll take Derek Carr over Dak. Now, it's not much different, uh, but Dak is a bigger cap hit. I think Dak has played with far more talent than Derek has ever played with before. And I know, I mean, defensively, it's not even close. Statistically, Derek Carr has had the worst defense on average every year he's been in the league. So I think Carr would have a chance to take this team further than Dak or at least not hold them back. I'll take Derek Carr over Dak Prescott for next year. I'm going to take Dak Prescott. I figured you would. Because after what just came out, I don't know if Derek Carr would be able to handle being a Cowboy. Mm. I don't know if he'd be able to handle Jerry Jones and uh, the Dallas Cowboys fans and all that comes with it. Mm. I understand probably being a Raider has its own pressures because they're a historical franchise. But, like, they've sucked for so long and there's so little expectations that, like, that takes some of that off. Mm. Cowboys have sucked for a while, too, and have not won anything since the 90s, but there still comes with expectations. The media just puts expectations on them every year, whether they deserve it or not. So I don't think Derek Carr is cut out for that. Okay, next one. I think I started the last one, so actually you start this one, but Kirk Cousins. Oh, I'm actually, I might take Kirk. No way. People, I think this is the simplest one because I think they're the the same exact quarterback almost, but Dak is mobile and Kirk is not. Okay. I was going to say they are pretty similar in terms of arm skills and all that stuff and whatnot. However, Cowboys like throwing Dak under the bus. Mm. Kirk is loved. Mm. Despite the fact that Kirk doesn't win anything either, they love Kirk. They love him as their quarterback. Mm. Dak Prescott does not get that respect. Mm. So if I'm going to take people with the same exact skill set, I get it. I know Dak's a little more mobile, but... Kirk stays healthy. I might as well take the man that is good for my locker room. Okay, right, interesting. Next one. This would be controversial, but I think if you if you if you take out the initial biases and just look at the numbers the last year and a half, Jared Goff or Dak Prescott. I'm taking Jared Goff. Goff's been to a Super Bowl, man, and I think yeah. that team. I think that team was as talented or maybe less talented than some of the teams that Dak Prescott played on. He's revived his career with the Lions now. They're playing well. I think he's fixed some of the stuff where he used to be horrible against pressure. I, I think those numbers got better this year. The cap hit that Dak is, I think I'd take Goff over Dak next year. Mm, I'm still going to take Dak. I figured you would. Uh, Goff's still a buffoon. Um, and I, I think it's a situation like, sure, he looked better with the Lions. I think it's just a situation of no pressure. That offense was... Seemingly built pretty well. Mm-hmm. I think he's just in a situation where he can't really fail. Mm. Maybe padding his stats because of it. Okay. I'm still going to take All right. Dak. Next one. Jesse started off Kyler Murray. Would you take Kyler Murray or Dak Prescott? Oh, man. That one's hard. Cause I know. Ky- Kyler is, he can do everything Dak can do, but way better. Mm-hmm. They both have injury problems. Although I would probably say Kyler's worse because of the size. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dak has consistently played with a better team, though, than Kyler has. Has Kyler made? No, Kyler's made some playoffs. Yeah, he has. Uh, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna still take Dak. Okay. Dak's. Uh, you know, not the. They're not the biggest fan of him in that locker room. They love to throw him out of the bus every chance they get. At least Michael Parsons does. But man, he doesn't seem to be a total cancer. Mm. And Kyler Murray is a bad person. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last one. Lamar Jackson. Who are you taking? Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm taking Kyler. 
Uh, yeah, I think Kyler. I think Kyler has. It's obvious he's not played with nearly as talented a team as Dak. Kyler does everything so well. I, I, I got to take Kyler. He's behave. just so, he's just a better talent. All right, last one, Lamar Jackson. Who are you taking, Lamar Jackson or Dak Prescott? This one's hard. This might be the hardest one, actually. I know. Well, probably I, why you saved it for last. Yeah, I. I might take Lamar mm-hmm. because, you know, I think Dak is probably a more talented QB, mm-hmm. but Lamar is a more athletic playmaker being mm-hmm. and wins games on his own sometimes because of it. I don't know if I've ever seen Dak win a game on his own. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I mean, I know he just had like, again, we're hailing that, that Buccaneers game, the best game of his career, but. I don't think he won that game on his own. The Bucks played like shit. Mm-hmm. So how, where do we where do we rank that? Lamar, I have seen him will the Ravens to victory. Mm. Even though I don't think he'll ever get you over the top because of his arm and his lack of quarterback skills. Mm. I don't think Dak will really get you there either. So I might as well take the man who might win me an MVP and win win me some games on yeah. his own. If Dak made about $12 million less money than he does right now, then I would take Dak. But he doesn't, so I'll take Lamar Jackson. Better talent, playmaker, can win a game by himself. Dak cannot. Despite my issues with Lamar, I'll take Lamar Jackson over Dak Prescott for sure. So to round it up, we took out Burrow, Herbert, Mahomes, Allen, and Lawrence. So that's five. So you put... Dak somewhere at about you took Rodgers, you took Brady, you took Cousins, you took Lamar. So you put Dak at about right at 10. I, however, have him much lower because I have the five that we said to start. I took Jalen Hurts over him. I took Rodgers over him. I took Carr over him. I took Goff over him. I took Kyler over him and I took Lamar over him. So I have Dak at about the 12th best quarterback in the league right now. There's a name you didn't ask. Who? Stafford. Oh, I keep forgetting because he got hurt. I yeah. take Matt Stafford over yeah, Matt Stafford over okay. Dak. I, I would like to see if he plays again this year, which like he seems he's talking like he really wants to play again. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to see him one more time, but for now I'll take Stafford. Yeah. All right. And with that, we're ready to wrap it up. Tommy report real quick, Jesse. All right. There's not much on him right now, I'm guessing. No, no. I mean, all of that is really just a quote. I don't know if you saw that quote. Mm-hmm. It was yesterday. He's on his podcast with like Larry Fitz and whatnot. They're asking him like, "Oh, what's your plan next year?" Mm-hmm. Because if I knew what the f I was doing, I would have effing done it right now. <laughs> so uh, he's not. He at least is playing up that he's not a hundred percent sure. He's being Brett Favre a little bit. He's being a little Aaron Rodgers too. I don't know if I'm coming back next year. I mean, everyone seems to think, including Buccaneers players, that he's not going to be a Buck next year. No oh, not. there's no chance he's a Buck next year. And I, we said he's going to be a Raider. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a Niner, maybe a Dolphin, <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe a Patriot. Yes. <laughs> but he doesn't seem to quite know. I think he does. Mm. I think it's just one of those situations like he knows he wants to play, but he doesn't quite want to say it yet. Mm. Uh, I think he's just playing it up a little bit. I, I think there's a little indecision, but like, come on, we know he's leaning towards playing. What's yeah. the, he's got a family? He doesn't got a family anymore. <laughs> no, he doesn't. So there's no reason to quit now. Yeah, what do you have, Tom? Yeah. I mean, you got that... Uh, Fox contract, but like, yeah, that's not a family either. Yeah, I think he has one more year. He's playing one more year. All right, let's ready to wrap it up. Darwin Award. I'll announce this one. Okay. All right. Drum roll, please. 
this week's Darwin Award winner is the Dallas Cowboys. And not because they lost the playoff game to San Francisco. Everyone's still saying the old, you know, the spiel, which is, you know, the Cowboys choke in the playoffs. Losing to the number two seed on the road is not choking in the playoffs. So use the word right, guys. They did not choke in the playoffs. However, Dallas gets the Darwin because they paid Dak Prescott that egregious contract a couple of years ago, which was after he got injured, by the way, too, that they still paid him that. Mm. And the biggest one, the Ezekiel Elliott one, which was wild because that negotiation played out for so long. I've never seen a negotiation play out for so long. And then the players still get everything they pretty much asked for. Like there was almost no give and take. Now, this has culminated in a $65 million cap hit between the two players next year. And as I've said earlier in the show, now the Dallas Cowboys are the Minnesota Vikings. You're just stuck. You're stuck with what you have, even though it's probably not good enough to get you over the top. You're going to lose piece after piece after piece because you have to pay Dak this money. And because you have to pay Zeke Elliott, a running back this money, you're probably going to lose Tony Pollard now next offseason, who's the better running back. Because you decided to just cave to Ezekiel Elliott and pay him all that. That's why you get the Darwin Award. That was a stupid contract. Both of them, particularly the running back one. I bet you, know, I bet you some running backs and players are mad at Ezekiel Elliott in some ways. Because that contract really doomed running backs for the future. Because everyone just goes, well, look at Dallas. Look at Zeke. We don't, we don't want to do that. NFL's had a lot of that recently. Saquon, you want $20 million? You can go F yourself. I mean, the NFL, like, in, just in the past 10 years, had Zeke break the running back market. Kirk Cousins broke the um, quarterback market. Mm-hmm. Christian Kirk just broke the wide receiver market. Mm-hmm. Like, man, they keep breaking their own markets. Yeah. Now, they'll all correct eventually, but. Well, the running back one is already corrected. Yes. I mean, we talked about Henry's making 12 and a half. Yeah. And I mean, I think I think the quarterback one will actually correct itself pretty soon. It's tough because the quarterback position is just so important. Yeah, but teams are going to be like, well... Listen, they will, they will look at what happened this year and be like, well, Russell Wilson was an awful. And well, I think they're going to see the same couple teams winning again and again. Mm-hmm. Like, we're paying our quarterback too much money here, man. Yeah, no, I get you, I get you. But anyway, Darwin Award winner, Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, your GM. Congratulations, guys. And I'm more a Jerry defender than I am a hater, but he was awful on that one. He <laughs> whiffed on that one badly. And the, the chickens are coming home to roost. Maybe uh, maybe GM Jerry's just a little lost, a little lost a little bit. Yeah, like I said, he cares sometimes too much about the business and not the football part. Bill he lets and, the business get in the way. Bill and Jerry need to get a, get together and GM That'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, they really <laughs> <That'd be> do. Hilarious. <laughs> that would be. All right. That has been it for Slow Your Roll this week. You have San Francisco. I have San Francisco. You have Cincy. I have Cincy. So we're the same. Yeah. We're the same on the championship picks. We weren't the same throughout the playoffs, but we are the same on the championship picks. Give a one out of 10 rating for each. How confident are you? 10 being uber confident. One being not confident at all for uh, each. For San Fran and Philly, I'll give myself a two. Okay. And then Cincy Chiefs, I'll go five. Okay. For Philly, San Francisco, I'll go one. For Cincy, Casey, I'll go four. Mm. Yeah. All right, so I'm slightly more confident than you. And then, if you told me that since he's getting one more lineman back to face Chris Jones and, and Frank Clark, then I might go six. Let but, me, let me, but, see. but 
right now, I think it's still just Ted Karras. Let me see what uh, sunglasses and chain Joe Burrow's wearing to the game. Then I'll, <laughs> then I'll might bust, bump those numbers up. Yeah, just, just a few. All right. That has been it for Slow Your Roll this week, guys. Have a great rest of your week.